Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. Welcome to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. This week we have Essential Beats with Virginia Rose and Mark Nelson. Welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much. So first thing I usually ask is just a little bit of your music origin story. How did music approach your life? How did it get started? You know, did you have a musical family? Things of that nature. Yeah, so I, uh, I did have a musical family. Um, I have a lot of musicians in the family. Most of them were classically trained. Um, but um, and I had a my father was a minister, my grandfather was a minister, so there we started out all singing in church. Okay, like three or four years old, it seems like. Um, and then uh, I went on to, and then I took piano. I didn't, I don't really like piano that much, just so I'm not, I, I'm not that good at it. And then I eventually started playing uh, all the different instruments in junior high, I was in marching band. Uh, playing snare drum <laughs> in eighth grade. Then I went into choir and, uh, you know, I could just go on and on, but that's how it goes. I, I was around a lot of music from, from very young and I started playing guitar um, uh, when I was about 14, maybe 13. Okay. And I've been playing since then. And, uh, and then, oh yeah. And then in college I majored in music and um, vocal music. I was going to be a choir director, but I think, I don't know. At the time I was finishing, there weren't a lot of jobs for it. And they paid, I think, $5,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't do that, but I kept up with the music. I played a jazz band and all that. And then I, I did start writing songs and I used to do a lot of uh, solo acoustic guitar stuff um, and jazz stuff. And then eventually I went to graduate school in architecture and became an architect and you know, you're always a musician, though, right? Right, right. And, um, and then over the years, I had a, I played with the jazz trio. We did Duke Ellington covers, and then uh, I continued sometimes to do stuff on my own. And then Virginia and I have been together as Essential Beats for what seven years, possibly Perhaps. seven years, yeah. Okay. Um, and we just found that we worked well together, and we just realized that we were pretty prolific songwriters. We've got around fifty-five songs, and we could have more. I just, I can't keep up. You can go on and on. I'm going to tell you a little no, bit. No, I'm done. That's, how we, that's where we're at. Um, my father and mother and I all played the chord organ while I was growing up. Okay. Very different from, you know, a really cool organ. Um, I got some accordion lessons and realized very quickly that that wasn't for me. Got my first guitar in high school and started playing professionally in 1972 with Pat McDonald in Harmony Grits. Started out as a four piece and graduated to a six piece and then went on to other groups, Magic Fingers, Sosumi, they come and they go, um, played solo for a while. Then I took 25 years off and did a lot of theater, uh, some performance art. And until Mark came along, and um, we, originally we were half Rose, half Nelson. Um, you probably know we both play electric guitar and use a beat machine. Yeah. And we aspire to play with a band, bass and drums, sax. Cool. So that's our story. Cool. We've evolved to essential beats. Gotcha. So for those that are listening, why don't you kind of give us a little bit more detail exactly what they would expect if they went to a Sensual Beats concert? Well, um, we've had uh, an MC uh, that we've 
had announced our shows several times and said that we're one of the most, I should say, the most honest, authentic, authentic uh, bands that she knows. So we're, I guess we're authentic, whatever that means. <laughs> and I always say, well, that's which is funny uh, that we're so honest because we do use uh, loops and stuff that are pre-recorded. Okay. <laughs> but we're we're basically live. I mean, we do it, and then uh, then I and I play bass, and uh, the songs are eclectic. Um, but we things we don't do, we don't really do country. Um, or if we do do country, we do it as a jazz version. <laughs> okay. And we don't uh, we. Uh, but we don't we're not keyboard oriented um that we're we tend to be more guitar oriented and then a lot of our songs are dance songs um you can dance to them and they're you know some are blues with slag guitar and some are more pop with um like sort of bruno mars ish i guess and uh but in general we're fun and um creative i guess <laughs> that's what pe people always tell us that i don't know that's, that's what they say we so we a lot of jazz chords but we're definitely not a jazz band okay yeah. um i'm not a, a shout singer i'm a little more nuanced than that and by authentic you know i think we're outliers we're not part of the club okay yeah so what do you mean by that <laughs> well madison's got its mamas it's got this whole interwoven yeah. group of people okay but yeah and then so um so another way we sometimes describe it is we take a um, we take jazz chords put them with uh a funk a melodic funk bass line a uh, hip-hop drum part and then a um uh uh very pretty usually pretty melodic vocals over chord changes and stuff Okay. So speaking of kind of an idea of what you guys sound like, why don't you pick a song and kind of like talk a little bit about it, you know, the approach of it? Sure. Well, let's talk about Bad Karma. Okay. Um, lots of times Mark will come up. In the past, uh, I've written songs with guitar and lyrics, um, and Mark has learned those, and we probably don't even do very many of those anymore. Typically what happens now is that Mark plays a guitar part. I come up with a uh, melody and lyrics. That's the way we've been working for the last several years. Okay. So, yeah. So bad karma is, uh, it's, uh, it's got a nice funk guitar riff. That's just, uh, a groove and then a bass line That's a groove bass line. And then, um, it just keeps making changes and has different parts and feelings and, um it's kind of a dance song i guess i guess it is a dance song definitely definitely a dance song so we like it but also the the words and lyrics are they actually are meaningful i guess uh, unlike just hey <laughs> you go hey um and that can be your vocals you know right fine. we do that too but this one's got it so Changing all around us, it's a key. 
bad karma? Is this fast? Bad karma. It's a skin game, babe. In every sense of the word. You dash your hooves and follow the herd. Down that rabbit hole. Get on the good foot. Time is short. Get on the good foot. For the universe abhorts. Abhorts. Let's talk a little bit about how your music got recorded. Are you doing it do it yourself? Do you go to a studio? Kind of uh, get the listeners a little bit of idea about how you approach it. 
we do uh, do some recording ourselves. It's hard hard to do your own when you're doing all the other stuff too, especially because sometimes I'm doing playing two things at once. Um, so we do that and uh, mix it down. And we've also gone in the studio. And the particular ones that we've been using now were recorded um, at um, something called Acoustic Moose. So it was a, a live online performance from audio for the arts. And so we were actually in the recording studio doing the recording. Okay. Um, and uh, a couple of years ago, I got a Dane Arts grant to record um, a group of our songs. So we've selected five. We're on the verge of doing that. Okay. Um, with a bass player and a drummer. Yeah. Nice. So, but the, the songs that we, that you will get were, um, they have still not been really mixed. <laughs> Seems like we, uh, so they're not perfect. They're, they're not balanced and everything. So that's what our, our thing, our goal now is to go into a studio with an engineer and just sit there and work at it till we get something that's good. So the ones we're sending are, it's a live performance in a okay. recording studio. So let's talk about another song that is going to be part of this song package that you're sending me. Love Vibration. Yep. Well, we're all about love. <laughs> <laughs> With a little demon lover worked in. Yeah. Yeah. We like, have a lot of songs with the word love in yeah. the title. It's just coincidence, synchronous. Okay. Yeah. Or that the the clever lyric I always like is uh there's one called Rock On. Um, and it's sort of a more rockish song, but it's actually rock on. And then there's a pause and then it's on my finger, you know, gotcha. <laughs> so, it so it's kind of a play on uh, words a little bit. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So, but, uh, um, so what song are we talking about? Love vibration. Love vibration. There's so many, I just get confused. It's like remembering names, you know, I was yeah. a teacher too. And it's always, mm -hmm. it was, it was always the hardest thing for me to remember people's names. Um, Love Vibration, though, it's, uh, um, it's got a, just a moving bass line, and uh, it just keeps going. It Consideration 
though music has been a thread throughout our lives, we've done a lot of different things. Um, I've, I've mentioned um, theater, working with people with disabilities, different nonprofits, um, you know, getting degrees later in life, and Mark has taught, and... And so how does that relate to the song? It, it doesn't relate to the song, but I'm just trying to give the people an idea of, of who we are. We're not just musicians. We've got these whole lives, parents. Yeah. Yep. But right now we're... Right just, now we're focusing on We're just on musicians. <laughs> Although I am writing a book. Oh. Having written one a couple of years ago. I love yeah. to write. I've written lots of articles. So back to Love Vibration, it's, it's, a, it's, it's just a really um, fluid song. I love the bass line on it, the bass part, and the chords are a little bit offbeat, even though it's technically a sort of a blues song, but it doesn't use actual one, four, five chords or the blues chords that, you know, okay. Elvis would play or, you know, traditionally would. So that's one of the things we like to do is just um, take something that's, got all the pieces but rearrange them in a way that's not as familiar but okay. it's still if you didn't have to play it you wouldn't really notice that the chords aren't exactly the right ones <laughs> so the repertoire of our approximate 50 original songs is very eclectic um and we might play different songs depending on the venue you know well, we might play the jazz series at the sequoia library um certain songs and we might open for um hollow notes you know do a whole other series of songs it's a very eclectic mix and depending on who we bring into the mix to complement yeah that. and i'm very much looking forward to bringing other people into the mix yeah cool cool because we're talking about playing out live let's talk a little bit about the local scene attitude now you said you're more of outliers to the madison music scene, but um, what are the positives that you have seen playing out in the local scene? Um, I think, well, the good thing is I think we usually get paid because I think a lot of, a lot of communities that's not necessarily easy to do, you know, and uh, I don't say it's hard to do, but I, I, I like the fact that people recognize that musicians need to get paid or, and are giving values. So that's one thing I, I just appreciate about uh, Madison, and I think Milwaukee's a little like that, too. And then the other thing is the opposite side of that, the other side of the coin, is what struggles have you seen in the local scene that would benefit from being turned around? Um, well, I think that um, Virginia and I have talked about this, too. But uh, one thing is just that uh, we have all these festivals and stuff, and they tend to just always have the same people. and. Um, there's a lot of good musicians that we know that are not involved and it's not just us. Um, but I think, you know, there's reasons why you use the same people every time because they're a known quantity and you're making an investment. But on the other hand, I think that, um, at some point you need to get, uh, new people in younger people, um, or, you know, both new and younger people. Um, and so one, one thing I think would be good is to have more, events where someone opens for a, a, someone who's more of a name and then they'll they'll be exposed to the audience for that other person because that is the tricky part you, you, there's some clubs in town that are a lot easier to play in but they also don't you know have a big audience sometimes um 
I think I think there's sort of a community though of people. Even there's though you definitely said we're a out. community that will come out to support music. Well, especially free music. All the festivals, um, especially on the east side, I will say, um, it's all about community, and it's very music is very much appreciated. Mm -hmm. by people and and i think music a, a lot of musicians know other musicians so it's um even though i should say we're not in, in the in group i don't know but we sure know a lot of musicians and we go out and you know hear each other uh, musicians come and hear us and other, we go see other musicians a lot and and sometimes we just meet people that we like we just say hey <laughs> um let's let's talk another time and uh so we, i think we know a lot of musicians Yes. Some over the years Good. too. And, but you feel like it's it's a more of a positive atmosphere than a struggling atmosphere. Um, I, I think so. But like I said, you know, no, it, I think it, it's neutral. I mean, we have a positive attitude, but I think we're kind of in neutral at this point. And we think by adding additional players, a fuller sound uh, will draw more people for yeah. one thing. Yeah. yeah. The, the other thing though, too, is uh um the friends that um play outside of town get a lot more work like so like union girls let's, probably let's got a plug-in for sister sensi our mm. friend reggae star okay she plays all around uh well six months in jamaica and six months here in wisconsin in her home yeah. and um she but, always keeps a band together yeah but there the there are uh i think it's changed from how it was you know 30 years ago, all the clubs were right in town, like in the like Kenosha used to have a lot of clubs. Um, but now it's like every small town has at least one place that has live music. Yeah, at least, at least in this part of Wisconsin. So if you're willing to go and drive for 20 minutes or something, um, there's a lot of places out there. Yeah, and they, they, and they, they draw big crowds because there's nothing else happening on a Friday night sometimes. <laughs> so so I think that's a positive thing that that it's not just concentrated in Madison. It's sort of spread all out. Right. Now, playing live, there's usually two sides of the road. There's the one side where it's all originals, and then there's other groups that play covers. Are you guys a mix of both, or do you emphasize one more than the other? We definitely emphasized our original side at Make Music Madison. Um, the covers that we do are soul covers, and every once in a while we'll throw one in something that people can recognize but generally speaking we like to do our new music great great so you're more of the play original music and yep have a good time yeah. excellent mm -hmm. do you have issues with work-life balance anymore or you feel that you can basically do i'm an elder <laughs> even so i mean people still do other things besides play music so do you find that it's difficult to keep the music going or is it more of a priority now yeah, it's, it's a definitely important. I think we were very careful to treat it as a business, and especially because what the two of us would be really easy. Well, you know, well, let's well, let's not practice this week. You know, no, we we're very dedicated. But we we practice every Wednesday, every Saturday, and you know, like we set that aside. And but the pandemic threw a skew into, yeah. into the works. Right. I mean, we had regular gigs, and yeah. um, and we played very seldom. Them. I will add that we played during the International Guitar Festival in Zihuatanejo, Mexico, yeah. this past March. How was that? It was good. Yep. 
Unfortunately, we were we, yeah. we had food poisoning. Oh, <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. So, right before the show. Yeah, no, I didn't think we were going to make but it, we but we did. Through. We pulled through. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, work-life balance, too. I, th- I think it is. I think we're able to, you know, make it make the music work. Um, and it helps when you don't have three kids and two jobs at the same time, you know. Right. Let's talk about some gigs that had made an impression on you now you can talk either to either or or both but either as an audience member or on the stage and it could be completely different obviously for both of you yeah and you mean um just like where it was an exciting experience or something that you just took away from like a learning experience or something that you know listeners can go oh that's cool that you learned from either watching a group or playing playing a gig Mm mm-hmm I was lucky enough to play with Bob Schmicke, um, now deceased. Um, he started out playing electric guitar. When I played with him in the early 80s in a band called Aura 538 with Greg Gill, um, he played the Chapman stick. And okay. then he just kept evolving. Then then we both worked with M.M. Colbert Dance Group, and he was writing and playing computer music. And just had a, an interest in learning as much as he can about musical expression. I will say that one of the highlights for me was um, after Sosumi, when they threw me out, a band that I helped start with Sherry Davis and a few other people, um, I would put t- together bands for um particular occasions and one of which was with Clyde Stubblefield and a full band at Bunkies. Oh, wow. Uh, it was a performance art as well as a musical event called the golden goddess discovers the Nagual. So I've been lucky enough to, to play with Clyde and, and Bob and now with Mark, <laughs> Mark saved me and, and brought me back into music after a 25 year hiatus. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm. I'm always. Uh, I, I like to go hear good players, and you know, it's just uh, every time I go, I learn something. Let's put yeah. it that way. Um, and uh, we, as a matter of fact, we just saw a fantastic bass player. I believe his name is Sam Chalmer. He played with Terence Simeon and Zydeco experience recently at, at La Fete Marquette. Just a monster on the bass. Yeah. Band didn't have a guitar player, but yeah. he, oh, well. he was fantastic. But, and he can sing. Yeah. And, and, it's, and, and be- it's very seldom that you really, you know, see people that you think are dynamite. Yeah. yeah. And, and the other side of it is I'm not really into Zydeco, but I love his playing. <laughs> like we just decided to go see those people. And you know, you just don't expect that moment like you're sort of asking about but just watching right. him play and listening to him was just really you know because i play bass for us too and i'm watching them thinking oh right you know he was really good so maybe that's that's what, what i've learned is you you just listen to music and the, sometimes the most interesting things are things that you don't expect um where you're like you know listening to accordion music or something that you don't normally do it and all of a sudden there's a performance where you're just like oh yeah right exactly yeah i think we all have those kind of experiences out there and it's just cool to hear you know everybody's individual 
you know, journey through music and seeing, you know, what makes them tick, you know, what things help them improve upon what they're working on. We had one more song um, that we want to talk about. Which song do you want to play out the podcast? It was Love Space. So Love Space is, uh, it's another one. It's kind of a sort of a blues song, but it's, it's just got a really, I love the guitar hook on it. And it's like the, it's sort of, it's not a James Brown song, but I always like the way James Brown, it's like the drums go one direction. The bass player goes another direction. James goes another direction. And the guitar, if there is one, will just, you know, or the horn would go off another direction. And if you heard each part by itself, you would never expect them to be together. And that's what I like about Love Space because um, all these things somehow come together and, um, you know, it's fun to play because it's, you know, it's, you, you can't get into a rut with it. And it's got great words. I love the vocals on it. Virginia does a great job of singing. She generally, I don't sing with our group. Um, she does all the singing. But, okay. And uh, lately, lately, uh, I don't think on that recording, but lately too, we've been using like some of those auto-tune effects, like, you know, like everybody's using, but it's interesting, you know, to, to put those into a song that, you wouldn't expect that to, you know, there, it's not a current R&B hit or something. Right. Um, so so anyway, that's uh, Love Space has the different parts. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that you want to cover before I let you guys go? Um, well, recording is our next yeah, thing. As a uh, matter of fact, we started making connections with the bass player and the drummer. And yeah. so our next project is to record so yeah so that's our I, I, we, we that's need because we right have now. plenty of material and we've got everything worked out and um so we want to record and then our actual uh, one of our goals is to um have other people record our music so if somebody's listening and wants to record some uh you know we have plenty of music and there's some of the songs that we have we already think oh i wonder if that would sound good for that person um and then when we record them we're going to record them with um someone with different styles. So sometimes there'll be more of a jazz version or a blues version with all slide guitar, but the same songs often can go different ways. And I think that's something that, you know, that's, that's kind of our, our future, I think. Cool. Um, Either that or uh, corporate gigs, three songs, three stories over and out. Yeah. Pays really well. So we've heard. So, if you can get the gig, right? That's right. <laughs> um, but I, but that I think that if we going into the studio for us is the 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 big thing we need to do over the next month or two. We've gotcha. had some bad experiences in recording studios. Well, yeah. Oh was no, that was our fault for not <laughs> thinking things through. So I, but we'll do good. So that was that's another thing. Yeah, I mean, you can you can definitely learn from those experiences, and next time you walk into a recording studio. You, you have a little bit better idea exactly what you want taken care of yeah and well and also just who to work with that's yeah that's what we um we'll give a shout out to the deceased randy green wonderful person yeah yeah so or the the one where they i said uh, now who who do you think after hearing all of our stuff who do you think we remind you of and they said ween and i thought hmm I you know where did that come from? Because I don't think we have anything in common. Wayne's not a bad group. It's just like so. I thought oh, this is my recording engineer. I I think this is going to be a problem. Yeah, <laughs> so, right, right. Does that make sense? Um, so anyway, anything else before I let you guys go? Um, no, I think I think okay. we. 
thank you so much for being on. Yeah, yeah many thank blessings you. upon you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode with Essential Beats. They wanted me to add that after this interview, they have added Jonathan French, who is an incredible addition to them. He provides the rhythmic backbone for explosive performances that throw his authentic original groove beats with a nod to hip-hop against their R&B-driven vocals, jazzy chords, lyrics, soaring melodies, guitar grooves, melodic funk bass, and guitar solos that flirt with fusion, jazz, blues, and pop. So once again, thank you so much for listening to the Wisconsin Music Podcast. You can check us out on most music streaming sites, most podcast streaming sites, and we'd like to give a shout out to Fox City's Indie Radio for syndicating and rebroadcasting our shows on Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Sundays at 3 p.m. Well, that's it for me for this week. Uh, we'll see you guys again next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. What a one is two And we're doing no division From a different